0: Good morning and welcome to the house of the Lord. Welcome to Grace Summit this morning. Those of you that are here in the sanctuary, those of you that are watching online, we welcome you this morning. We're going to pray in just a moment and begin our service. Before we do that, though, let me just mention a couple of things. Uh, One thing is that next Saturday, we are starting our prayer time back up, which will be at 5 p.m. next Saturday evening. It'll be right here in the sanctuary, so we want to encourage you to be with us next Saturday at 5 p.m. And then also next Sunday, Um, we have some uh, special recognitions for ushers and greeters and others that we want to do during the service so we want to encourage all of you ushers and greeters and others to be here next Sunday morning so that we can do that would you bow your heads with me as we begin the service Father we thank you for this day for this is the day you have made and we do rejoice and we will rejoice and be glad in it we thank you for who you are we bless your name we ask for your blessings on this service and on your people and it's in Christ's name we pray amen
1: God's good amen He's good all the time, amen? Amen, we're gonna worship him this morning. I'm so excited to be back with y'all in the house of the Lord and praise and worship him. I had a good vacation, I got all tanned, but now I'm ready to praise him with y'all. In Jesus' name, we're gonna praise him and thank him for all of his goodness and kindness. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this day and for all your blessings. We thank you for what you're about to do in this service, and we hand it over to you wholeheartedly in Jesus' name. And all the saints said, I don't want to be afraid Cause these times I face the waves I don't want to be afraid I don't want to be afraid I don't want to fear the storm Just because I hear it roar I don't wanna feel the storm. I don't wanna feel the storm. Please, be still. Say the word and I will. Set my feet upon the sea. Till I'm dancing in the deep. Trust you ride right. I'm not gonna be afraid every time I face I'm not gonna be afraid I'm not gonna be afraid and I'm not gonna fear the storm you are greater than answer, or yes he is I'm not gonna fear the storm I'm not gonna fear it all. Say the word, and I will set my feet upon the sea, till I'm dancing in the deep. Peace, be still, you are here, so it is well, even when my eyes can't see, I will Rise up, oh heart, believe. Let faith rise up in me. Let's speak to our spirit. Let faith rise up, oh heart, believe. Let faith rise up in me. Let's say that. Let faith. Rise up, oh heart, believe. Let faith rise up in me. Let faith rise up, oh heart. Till I'm dancing in the deep He's good, amen. amen. All the time, amen. Amen, amen. Jesus' name. Let's sing this you give. You give a light. To the darkness you give hope, you restore every heart that is broken. Great are you, Lord, yes, he is so good, it's your breath in our lungs, so we
2: To God. Lift your hands up with me, Father. Father, we thank you. We give you glory and honor. Amen. Amen. Who in here knows many are the afflictions of the righteous? Many are the flubs of the video signal. Can I have an amen? But we shall overcome them all. Amen. And uh, we think we figured out what is. We got to get a lift in here to fix that one. But, um, who in here knows, you know, that's just stuff, amen? I, um, um, I've got a, a lead on, uh, someone for worship, and we're thankful for that. Don't know where that's going to play out. But, um, uh, was it you? No. <laughs> and, uh, uh just, 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 no pressure. Just, I, I just did that. I, um, but, you know, I, I was, um, a couple weeks ago, I was outside listening to a, uh, service online. I was out in the garage, and it was Video. And it cracked me up. I had tears running down my face. And I just got caught up in it. And I was just worshiping. I was outside. In my, I, was out, I wasn't even in the garage. I was out leaning on the car. And uh, Lisa walked out. And she looked at me and said something. Else. And she goes, are you okay? She could see that my face was, you know, <laughs> kind of, you know. <laughs> and I was. And uh, who in here knows that when you got a heart to, to worship, you, you can find him. Amen. Because those who worship must worship in spirit and in truth. It didn't say nothing about fog machines, although we like them. kind of have an amen? You may be seated. Praise God. And this is uh, first Sunday. And so on first Sunday, we have a, a meal afterwards. Uh, we're doing that this year. And uh, so invite everybody. So turn and look at your neighbor and say, stay for lunch. Amen. And um, I, uh, I cooked barbecue. Amen i'm just saying that for only one person in here just to mock him amen okay and uh, if you got your bibles turn with me to proverbs chapter three and i also want to encourage you uh in a couple weeks we are going to have uh, i'm sorry this next week we're going to have uh second saturday prayer we'll be doing that at five o'clock do it a little bit earlier um and but then we're inviting anybody if you want to go out to eat dinner uh, i got thinking the other day we used to do that years ago when i first moved to georgia we would have a Saturday night service, and after service, we'd go out to eat. I think we did Wendy's every, every Saturday night. And uh, I love the fellowship, but I got tired of Wendy's. Can I have an amen? Okay. But Saturday night, uh, Jesus' chicken is open, and, uh, uh, or there's other places. So I just uh, want to encourage you to join us In uh, Proverbs chapter 3, as we get ready to give it, it says to honor the Lord with your Possessions. Everybody say possessions. Uh, and with the first fruits of all your increase, so shall your barns be filled with plenty, and your vats will overflow with new wine. That first word in chapter in verse nine is honor. Honor. All giving should have honor. Uh, me and um, Karen were just talking about. She had a miracle, I guess, last weekend, and, and I was telling her too about Molly's. She. she can you tell her? she was on a trip out of town and lost her wallet and um, she had more money in it than she thought and just got there and uh, somebody was talking to her about what to do and they're not a believer and she just told him I gotta pray and um, so she prayed and I think you said it was the next day Delta called and said we have a uh, we found something that's yours which is miraculous um, that sometimes, you know, somebody wouldn't pocket that and run and uh, so she got it. Thank God who in here knows God's good Amen, but I'm gonna throw this out. The Bible says the, the scripture states that if you will honor the Lord He'll honor you and So Molly a couple weeks back uh, She had some checks and she had some cash and she stopped at a gas station. I don't know how this happens with her Pray for Molly. Can I have an amen? Okay. but she lost them. And so on Monday, I had a guy call me. Some obscure number actually came up as a spam call. That's what it said. And I said, I am not. And something quickened my heart. <sighs> so I, I just knew I was going to hear some crazy accent trying to tell me about my car warranty or something. I said, hello, and stuff. And finally, the guy goes, he goes, I, I'm trying to get up with Grace Summit. I said, well, this, I'm Pastor Chris. I'm Pastor. Ch-. He said, well, I found two checks for a Molly Wagon And I don't know who that is. And uh, he said, but I can't hardly make it out. But if if you know a Molly Wagen, I said, well, that's my daughter. And he sent them, took time out of his time, had his life. And uh, you know, uh, how much is a stamp now? $7.50, it's like, it's like 65, 70 cents. You know, my opinion, at that point, I'm thinking a dollar paid for the stamp, And uh, who in here knows when you honor God, God honors you. And so, but the thing is, it says here to honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits so your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. So no matter what we give, when it's time to give, when it's time to honor, when it's time to worship, when it's time to live, our honor should always be to Him. And it is an attitude of heart. If you honor something, you'll have a right heart towards it. If you don't honor it, we will see. I'll throw this out too. If you honor something, you'll have right words towards it because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so right now, hold your offering in your hand. And so this here's a great promise here that as we honor the Lord, you know, uh, yeah, you have those people today and they don't believe in tithing or giving or whatever. Um, I think it's funny. um, I'm just thinking about how I saw a clip this week, and, um, and it was a billionaire and a multimillionaire, almost a billionaire. This person's a billionaire billionaire. This person's almost a billionaire. And they're uh, asking people to give money for Maui, you know, for all the wildfires, which is a good cause. Um, if you're going to give that way, I'd give it through the Salvation Army. Uh, I wouldn't give it through any other way, but i do it through the Salvation Army. That's just me, my encouragement. But um, what's funny about that is is all the people uh, that I know of who don't have billions and or millions, but percentage-wise, they give much more. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I've heard people always all my life say, well, if I ever win the lottery, I'm going to do this. I looked at one guy one day, and I said, buddy, can I just tell you something? I said, you ain't gonna do nothing when you win the lottery. And they said, why? I said, if you're willing to steal from God now, you'll steal from God later. And I ain't talking about tithing. I'm talking about obedience. Because, uh, you know, who in here knows in the Old Testament it was just 10%? and the New Testament, it's 100%. Because he owns us all. And so we just, we just obey. And so, but who in here knows obedience is better than sacrifice? So hold your offering in your hand. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you right now for the opportunity to give, to sow, to plant, to reap, to harvest in the kingdom. Thank you, Father, that you are faithful. Thank you, Father, that you are good. Father, we honor you with our first fruits, with all of our possessions. In fact, we, are, we realize, Father, we are nothing but stewards of our life, of, of, the, of, our, of the resources in our life. And Father, just as much as we're just stewards of our children, so Father, we honor you, we bless you, and we thank you, Father. In Jesus name that you meet every need that we have spirit soul body financially socially in every way you are faithful that promised in Jesus name and everybody says amen God bless you as you give and as you give if you want to just take a moment stand up and turn around and greet a few people right around you welcome them bless them in Romans chapter 10. We're just going to pick up where we left off last week. And uh, give me a little more light in here. Is that good? Is that okay? Not too much. Not too much. If you can't if you can't if, if 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 you have to adjust it too much, don't do it. We'll sit in the dark with each other, praise God. And uh, stay cool. Romans chapter 10. These are the verses in verse 6 through 10. Again, we've been looking at embracing divine potential, becoming everything that God's called us to be. Um, and I know what I preached last week, in my opinion, is probably controversial to some people uh, and, and hard to do. So, so I decided I'd take it from a different tact this week. Romans chapter 10, verse 6 says, But the righteousness of faith speaks in this way. Do not say in your heart who will ascend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down from above, or who will descend into the abyss, that is to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach that if we confess with your mouth that Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes into righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Father, in Jesus' name, we ask you, Father, right now to anoint our minds, our hearts, our ears, our, our whole being, spirit, soul, and body, that we may hear what you would say to us by your spirit, that we would be attentive in this day, in this generation, To not only hear your voice, but to speak your words over not only our lives, but more so, Father, our nation and this world and the lost. So, Father, we thank you right now that you are here, that we are anointed to hear, anointed to see, anointed to receive an incorruptible, indestructible word from you. In Jesus' name. And everybody says, Amen. amen. Uh, so, so, again, I, I'm going I'm, to I'm start with this. So we've been talking about David. Last week, David, we talked about how David walked up to the giant. The giant looked at David and said, I'm going to kill you. David looked at the giant in the name of the Lord and said all this other stuff that I'm going to do and did exactly that. Now, again, it always amazes me that David, David didn't have any more right to do what he did than anybody else. Everybody there had a covenant. He was anointed to be king. But who in here knows he didn't have to kill Goliath to be king. He was already anointed to be king. Now, who in here knows that does help your PR really good when you become king. That does help the PR. That that helps the marketing. The social media gets a lot more clicks because you killed Goliath. But you don't have to. Saul didn't kill Goliath and was king. And Saul was the king. So if there's anybody else who had a right to do it, Saul could have done it. But only one other person stood up, I should say only one person stood up and said, I believe that the Word of God is true and this uncircumcised Philistine will not stand against us. Now, I looked at last week, we looked at Romans chapter 10. Most of the time when I've read this, I read it this way, that I should say, that when it comes to the Word of God, I should say certain things. But if you notice, Paul in verse six says, do not say in your heart, there are some things you should not say as a Christian. And most of the time when we say that, when I was a kid growing up, I immediately thought of cussing. Not cursing, can I have an amen? Good old southern cussing. Now, who in here knows that that is a different word? I heard a guy say one time, I think it was Louis Grisard, who in here knows there's a difference between being naked and naked? Naked means you ain't got no clothes on. Naked means you ain't got no clothes on and you ain't up to no good. Can I have an amen, okay? So there's a big difference. (laughs) But I always thought that it just meant those kinds of words. But there are some things you shouldn't say. Now, my dad, and and I'm just gonna give this parallel. My dad watched what he said most of my life. And it was easy for me as a Christian, as a kid, to slide into teaching on confession and faith because of my dad. Because my dad, I never heard my dad pray for me to be healed and close that prayer with, if it be thy will. Never one time. My dad would lay hands on me. In fact, if you ever hear me pray, I usually say this. Sometimes, especially with my kids, I'll say, our dear and gracious heavenly father. I love to look at God as my good and gracious, a dear, good and gracious heavenly father. I love that. He's not somebody to be feared. He's not somebody to be, uh, um, he's not an ogre. And everybody say amen? amen? He's a good and his mercy endures forever. And so, but you know, I found out all my life, there's some people who don't believe in that. They, they get mad when you say that you believe that if you speak certain things that it comes to pass. Now, what amazes me in 2023, even much more, astounds me, is that secular, ungodly, heathen, new age almost demonic people believe it yeah. and actually get paid thousands of dollars to tell you what i'm about to tell you and people will pay that on these courses and stuff and they will actually and i am just amazed with it because i'm like guys that's just scripture yeah. so i'm going to attract it from a from di- and now here's something else okay throw this out If as a pastor, if you don't want to say certain things and say the right things in life, I'm not going to correct you like a like the confession police. Now, if I'm prompted to, I will. It got real quiet. My gosh, okay. If you want me to, let me know. But there's some things, again, Paul said, do not say. And and the way he said this is, if you will look at it, he said, who will ascend into heaven? That is to bring Christ down. Oh, we just need God to let the power fall. Why? It's Christ in you, the hope of glory. Bible says that if you have received Christ and the fullness of the spirit, you have the fullness of the Godhead in you. And I don't know what to do. You should never say that. Because if you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit have the Holy Spirit Bible says he will teach you all things and show you things to come yes. we should not never talk stuff like that yeah. we shouldn't we should make it to work or we shouldn't go the next step and says, what's the other part and then it says who will descend into the abyss that is to bring up Christ from the dead boy I just wish Jesus was here in person now boy if I could just see and touch him right now I mean my whole life would be different I mean I just wish Jesus was here right now why why go there So I know sometimes this, though, too. I've watched people. If you believe in healing and you believe in confession, I've had people not say things and do things around me because they're afraid I'm going to be critical. (laughs) Or I guess they're afraid I'm not going to approve. I'm just telling you something that works for me. Now, if you will, turn with me to the book of Judges. So uh, Judges chapter 3. And um, give a little background here, but let's just as you turn there, Judges, guys, Judges chapter three, my long lost sheep, praise God, coming back from South Carolina, Amen. Um, Judges chapter three. Um, I, 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 let's just have fun for a moment. Everybody look at me. I'm, as you turn, okay, I don't know how you can turn and look at me, but figure that out in the process. Okay. I'm, sorry about that. That's how we're having fun. Sorry about that. Um, if. Uh, I use this during the offering. What's better? Sacrifice or obedience? obedience? What would you rather your kids do? Obey or tell you they're sorry and give you a sacrifice? Obey. 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 So if God looks at us and gives us a command, what should we do? Obey. Judges chapter 3. The Lord said, I have seen the oppression of my people. This is verse 7, who are in Egypt, heard their cry because of their taskmasters. Am I in Judges? Yeah. No, I'm in Exodus. My gosh, where am I at? That's the wrong passage. Well, I'll tell you what, go to Exodus. We'll just, we'll just take, we'll just do Exodus. And, um, but I'm not going to read all of it. Exodus chapter three. This is the passage where God, uh, Moses meets God on the mountain. God speaks to him, tells him, I've heard their, I've heard their cries, seen their sorrows, know their affliction. I am going to come down, deliver them out. Then we come down here. Verse 10, Exodus 3, Come now, therefore, I will send you to Pharaoh, that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. What is God telling Moses he's going to do? God Almighty just told Moses he's going to do something in his life. Moses immediately says, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and that I should bring the children out of Israel, out of Egypt? I'll tell you who you are. You're the guy God chose. Again, obedience is better than sacrifice. It would have been better for Moses to say, yes, sir. I am the deliverer of Israel. And not one thing would have been wrong with that. That would have been entirely Scriptural, according to what? Now, come now, therefore, I will send you that you may bring my people out. Then verse 12. He said, this is God, I will certainly be with you, and this will be a sign that I have sent you. When you brought the people out of Egypt, you shall serve God on this mountain. Then Moses says, when I come to the children and say, the God of your fathers has sent me, and they say, what is his name, what shall I say? Now, that's about the, that's, this is my opinion. This is about the only discourse between Moses and God I like. He says, who who can I say sent me? And he says, that great, I am who I am. Thus you will say to the children of Israel, moreover God said, this is verse 15, thus you shall say to the children, the Lord God of your Isaac, Abraham, Jacob, uh, Isaac, Jacob, has sent me to you, this is my name, go and gather the elders together, and I have said, verse 17, I will bring you up out of the affliction of Egypt to the land of the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Padresites, Hivites, and the Jebusites, to a land flowing with milk and honey. Then they will heed your voice. You shall come, the elders, blah, 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 blah. It's gonna be great, blah, blah, blah. God says some more. Verse one, then Moses answered, but suppose they will not believe, or listen to my voice. You are talking to Jehovah, the only God in the universe. A tree is burning, it ain't consumed, and you're arguing with what he's telling you? Now let's stop for a moment and not be too hard on mo who's ever done it But wouldn't the wise thing to do be just say yes sir yeah, it, it gets better So in verse 2 chapter 4 and the Lord said to him, what's in your hand a rod? So he cast it on the ground. It becomes serpent. Moses flees from it. That's the smartest thing Moses has done up to this moment, is run from the serpent. <laughs> I would have agreed. Then God said, reach out your hand and take it by the tail. Now, I got I, I would have, this is the one I would have argued on. <laughs> up to now, I think I'd have been, yes, sir, yes, sir. I, I don't feel like it, but yes, sir, yes. No, I ain't touching the snake. Turn it back, then we'll touch it. Can I have an amen? Amen. I ain't into snakes. Further, the Lord said to him, this is verse six, now put your hand in your bosom, put his hand in his bosom, he took it out. Behold, it was leprous like snow. Put your hand in your bosom again, he did it. Verse seven, and he drew it out, and behold, it was restored like other flesh. Then it will be, verse, uh, verse 10. Then Moses said to the Lord, oh Lord, I'm not eloquent, neither before nor since have you spoken to your servant, but I am slow of speech and of tongue. He, I mean, what are we doing here he has just get told him basically you're my man you're gonna deliver them you're gonna talk to the elders you're gonna tell them who I am that rods gonna do some stuff and your hands gonna do some stuff we're gonna do we're gonna have some great times we're gonna have a lot of fun we're going to camp kind of heaven it was gonna be a great fun and next thing he's can't talk good now this next verse is just as interesting then Moses said, oh, Lord, I'm not eloquent. Now, if you read that in the King James, it's funny. It says, it says I am not eloquent heretofore. If you can say heretofore, you're eloquent. Can I have an amen? <laughs> Ain't too many people say heretofore. Verse 11. So the Lord said to him, who has made man's mouth, or who makes the mute, the deaf, the thing I have not I, the Lord. Now, therefore, go, and I will be with your mouth and teach you what to say let me ask this could could Moses right there say after hearing that verse those words from God say God will fill my mouth with words could he have said that would that have been a correct statement even if he was a stutterer there's nothing wrong with him saying exactly what God said about him what does Moses say Oh, Lord, please sin by the hand of whomever else you may sin. Is there not anybody else? Look at God's next response. This is verse 14. So the anger of the Lord was kindled against Moses. God's starting to get ticked off. Now, you know, it, I, I saw a movie one time. I thought it had a great point. There's only two immutable laws of the universe that most people should readily accept. One, there is a God two, you are not, him. can I have an amen? That should be pretty evident. And if you isn't him, you should be listening to him. So the anger of the Lord was kindled against Moses and he said, is not Aaron the Levite your brother? Okay, I gonna say this the way I think he said it. Is not Aaron the Levite your brother? I know that he can speak well. And look, he's coming out to meet you. When he sees you, he'll be glad in heart. Now you shall speak to him, put words in his mouth, and I will be with your mouth and with his mouth, and I'll teach you what you will do. Now shut up and go do it. That's my little add to it, okay? I, I, you know, if, if finally, if, again, what would have been wrong with Moses just saying, Yes, sir? Everything you've said about my life is true. I accept. Everything you've said about me, and I'm going to talk about what you said, and he he eventually does. And I'm just going to tell people I am the I I am here to deliver the the king the 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 children of Israel out. And I I don't want to use that word delivered, but I'm here to lead them out. He did lead them out. I know the moment I say delivered, some people are going to argue, say, well, you know, God delivered. And I'm not arguing that, but he is the voice of God in that moment. There's nothing wrong with him saying that. But then why is it not wrong for us to say that we're healed and we're blessed and we're whole because scripture says that about us? But see, you got people who will argue with you. Well, you can't say that. And I've even met people who will argue with themselves. Well, I don't know if I should say that. We need to cast a schizophrenia out of you. Can I have an amen if you're arguing? So, but, but if you are, but, but you need to let that argument cease. Not long ago, one day, me and Molly were talking about something, and it, it didn't get like heated, but it, it, we, we, were, we were of differing opinions about something. And she looked at me, and she said, so I guess you're the dad, and I'm the daughter, and that's the way it's going to be. Well, yeah. I looked at her, and I said, Molly, it's always been that way. <laughs> I said, that ain't ever changing. Okay. I'm always your dad. Amen. Don't you ever forget it. And then she heard the part she's heard. Because when I die and go to heaven, I'm going to be judged how I was a dad. Because God gave you to me, not me to you. Can I to an amen? When God speaks something over your life, what should you do? Accept it. Well, Pastor Chris, I don't feel. I don't feel right. I mean, I, sh- I shouldn't say that I'm rich when I'm broke. Well, didn't the Bible say, let the poor say they're rich? Well, then you ain't lying. You ought to, again, now I said, again, from Romans chapter 10, there's three things you shouldn't say. You should never talk about what you don't know. In 2023, people love to talk about how ignorant they are. Now, I'm just going to throw this out. As I look around, if I had a mirror and look at me, if I had a mirror, I would only look at me. We is all ignorant of something. So turn and find your neighbor and say, you ignorant. Can I have an amen? We is all ignorant of something. And even if we ain't ignorant of of something that we're talking about, who in here knows there's always something we can learn? We don't know it all. We ain't God. But, But man, people love talking about what they don't know. And yet I've got scripture which says what you can do or what you do know. Scripture says you have the mind of Christ. I remember being in uh, high school, 10th, 11th, 12th grade. And again, my favorite verse, Psalms chapter one, one, two, three. On every test paper, anything I ever turned out for 10th, 11th, 12th grade, uh, my high school was only 10th, 11th, 12th. We didn't have ninth grade. That was junior high and they were beneath us. Can I have an amen? Okay, whatever. So it was just 10th, 11th, 12th. And uh, we um every paper I ever turned in for three years i put john a uh, psalm one one two three it my quirk but i remember sitting in class and there sometimes i didn't understand it and i would watch all my friends i can't do this i can't do this i'm just gonna fail this test and i knew this thinking i was being cocky but i wasn't trying to be cocky i was trying to be scripture said so, can you do it i said i can do this i said i don't know how to do it yet But I'm going to figure it out. And this was in calculus, and this was in trig, and I did the same thing when I got to college. I I can figure this out. Why would you say that? Sometimes I just say, well, because I have the mind of Christ. Well, who do you think you are? I go to church, too. Well, good for you. I mean, I'm not saying you don't. I'm just saying I can do it. Well, you just think you're better than everybody else. No. I did want to say, I do think I'm better than you, but I didn't, can I have an amen? I said, get behind me, say, give behind me. Cast that down, cast that down, stop, stop. Can I have an amen? So you should never talk about what you don't know, which is what Moses is doing this whole time. Well, who's going, what name do I use? All the stuff he don't know. Don't you think God could have figured, I mean, don't you think God had a plan to let Moses know what all to do from that moment if he had just said yes? And I got to be honest, I'm thankful for the discourse that Moses gave because I think it's a great teaching to us. You also shouldn't talk about, so you shouldn't talk about what you don't know. You shouldn't talk about what you don't have. Yeah. Amen. And a lot of people love talking about what we don't have, especially in the world. <sighs> I'll throw this out. Paul said, don't say let's go into heaven or let's go down to the grave who's ever heard people talk about this sure was better when i was a kid i remember going to south georgia when i was nine years old we drove a plymouth belvedere slant six great car does anybody know what that is if you know what that is raise your hand give god the glory praise the lord amen i'm just praying that god will give some of y'all wisdom and knowledge in that great area slant six one of the greatest engines dodge ever made That car, thank God, had air conditioning. We came to South Georgia to visit Nana, my mama's mom, Aunt Sally, oh, she was so fun, Aunt Sally was great. And we saw Uncle Bill, this is my mama's dad's brother, Uncle Bill, Uncle Bill, this was funny, Uncle Bill rolled his own cigarettes. You know, Prince Albert tobacco. And he would get it ready and hold it out and we would let our And he would rub it against our lip against that paper. And then he'd fold it up and smoke a cigarette. Now, brother, you got to believe that Jesus can heal from sickness and disease. (laughs) To let eight, nine-year-old kids, who you don't know where their mouths been, lick your cigarette. Can I have an amen? I guess maybe the the fire was going to put out the germs. But that part you're sucking on, it didn't have no fire. So, I mean, I was like, you know. So, we're going to go visit all these families. We went and visited one cousin. I still remember this. We stayed in the middle of a cornfield. She had a trailer in the middle of a cornfield. I mean, these are good times. No air conditioning. July and August. Georgia. One box fan at Nana's house. Hot. So we go visit this one other cousin or something, middle of a cornfield. I'm not kidding about this. It's got a fold-out couch. Me and my sister and brother are laying there. My mom stayed up all night flicking cockroaches off of us. Because I don't mean like there's just one or two. I'm talking hundreds. And we saw a small guinea pig, kind of the size of a small dog, rat run across the kitchen floor like he owned the place. And the cousin goes, oh, that happens all the time. I don't know about y'all, I don't care to go back there. Can I have an amen? (laughs) I mean, I'm I'm glad I survived, glad I lived through it. Don't want to go back. But man, you'll hear people talk about how good it was back then. Oh, it was so good. We used to make ice cream, homemade ice cream on the front porch. I've been at the family reunion. I got a good memory about when I was a kid. Has I got any ice. Where's the ice? I need some salt. Yeah, those are fun times. Can I have an amen? Fun, fun times after four or five uncles get liquored up. And all of a sudden, you know that. I mean, yeah, I've been around that. Oh, it's just so good. I mean, our country was better back then. Really? You wanna go back, talk about the country, 1955? I ain't talking race, I'm talking just life. Quality of life, quality of living. I will say this, this was better back then. We didn't have cell phones, we didn't have TV. So, so people did have some time to do things. And so that, you know, that's changed. But I'm just gonna throw this out, that's always changed. Even back then they had radio. Do you know that when radio came out, you know the great fear in America? And this is what they preach. This is what people said. It was, radio would be the destruction of the family. Children will be given their attention to shows that are corruptible, such as the Lone Ranger. I like the Lone Ranger. Can I have an amen? amen. Come on. You shouldn't talk about what you don't have. Because the Bible says in him, I am complete." In him. That means I don't like any good thing. Amen. The Lord is my shepherd. I do yeah. not lack. Yeah. Amen. But what if I don't have it now? Okay. Well, that just means I don't have it now. Amen. That don't mean I don't have it. Amen. That just means I don't have it here. Amen. Who in here knows I have a beautiful, gorgeous, almost lustable after 2012 Ford F-250 truck. Let's all give him the praise. Can I have an amen? <laughs> but I don't have it here. No, it's out there. Doesn't mean it's not mine. Doesn't mean I don't have it. I just don't have it here. See, there are certain things in my life I don't have here, but it doesn't mean I don't have it. So since I'm not going to talk about something I don't have here, I just don't talk about that. I do have it. Has everybody got that? Yes. You should not talk about what you don't know. Yes. You should not talk about what you don't have. And lastly, can I have an email? Oh, let's put on the glasses because I'm about to... I'm about to read, and without them, I'm just going to pray in tongues. And you shouldn't talk about what you can't do. Yeah, amen. So when I was in those math, when I was in those English, English used to give me fits. Um, trig, calculus. Somebody says, "Oh, I can't do this. I can do that. I can do that." And every now and then, that ask me, say, "Why are you say?" Because I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. then sometimes people would yeah you know, sometimes people just mean well didn't you get a c on that yeah i got a C. I got a C. but I won't, i'm i'm gonna get a bit i'm gonna get a better grade next time i'm gonna work harder i'm still doing my best what did you get that's always the question to ask the devil what did you get did you get a c I don't want to talk to you no more. They always fush up when you do that. Satan always will. Again, if you you will, let's turn to, uh, see if I, did I tell you to go to Judges? I did tell you to go to Judges. There we go. Judges chapter six. I'm going to do this one just real quick. Make sure I make the same point. This here's where uh, the angel of the Lord appears to Gideon, who remembers the story of Gideon. So, the, real quick, the Midianites are terrorizing the Israelis, the, the whole nation. And Gideon is in a wine press, threshing wheat, hiding so they don't come and steal him and beat him up. The angel of the Lord appeared to him and said, The Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. To a man hiding in a wine press, threshing wheat, what does he call him? A mighty man of valor. Would it be good for Gideon to say, I am a mighty man of valor. Yes. Why? There's only one reason why. Because God said it. That's the only reason we say that. Again, not, not to puff us up, not to make you look good. <clears throat> look, you, and, I, and I remember this, and this, this isn't as bad anymore. If you look at somebody and say, I have rightness with God, most people will give you grace. But if you look at somebody and say, I, ha- I am the righteousness of God, in Christ Jesus. Well, who do you think you are? Talk like that. But that's what the Bible says. Romans 3.22, that the righteousness of God is by faith unto all and upon all who believe. The righteousness of God is unto you if you believe. So why should you not say, I'm the righteousness of God? Oh, Brother Vaughn, I'm just a sinner. I'm just an old sinner. I'm just a sinner. I'm just a sinner. You know why some alcoholics never get free? They're taught to admit, I'm an alcoholic all my life. I'm a drug addict all my life. I know I'm going to be a sexual deviant all my life. I know I'm going to have a problem with this all my life. This is a, I think, I'm not trying to be critical, and, and addiction's terrible, and everybody say amen. amen. But I'll just throw this out. People say, well, alcoholism is a disease, it's the only disease where you have to go buy something. You ever thought of that? Oh, yeah. If the liquor store is closed, you can't be affected. So, so there's some choice in it. Okay. But you'll meet people, well, you know, my parents were alcoholics, I guess I'm gonna be alcoholic. It runs in the family. Well, then if you're not sure about it, don't drink. Amen. I've told people before, that, I was asking, you know, people, did you, you ever drink in high school? Well, i, I you know, I, no. I've drunk since then, can I have an amen? <laughs> high school, <laughs> high school wasn't that stressful kids were, praise God. I'm just a, a and I wish Molly was here for that, but anyway. But someone asked me one time, said, uh, I, I had a friend one time years ago. He was, he was army. He was a good drinker. Everybody got that, you know what I mean? That was his culture, army. He said, uh, you've never been drunk? I said, never been drunk. He said, why don't you get drunk? He goes, you don't know what that's like. I said, I don't want to know what that's like. And I said, I, in fact, I looked at him, I said, I'm never going to know what that's like. He said, why? I said, because I have a scripture which says to be not drunk with, uh, with wine whereas it's in excess. So it says, be not drunk. So I'm not going to get drunk. Amen. And he said, why do you think that's wrong? Said, this is my conviction. I can't prove this. But this is my. I said, because drunkenness causes you, causes you to lose the right of choice and you can make bad decisions. Amen. Look at Noah. Yeah. Can I have an amen? Yeah. Look, at, look at your aunts and uncles go to traffic court and watch DUI people all of a sudden having to come up with 10 grand and losing their life for about a year. I said, it makes you make bad choices. I said, I ain't doing that. I looked at him and I said, "Now I said, I don't believe this runs in my family, but I'm the most like my, what I, my, my mom. And I said, my mom dealt with that. I said, so just to make sure I don't ever go there, I'm never gonna go there. He said, well, I'll make it a safe space for you. Nobody will know. I looked at him, I said, yeah, they will. He said, who? I said, me. I said, so that's the way I handle that. I said, I'm not going there. Now, if you will, if you'll pay attention to that, I'm using words to dictate temptation. Because I like experiences, can I have an amen? I mean, I've often wondered is it fun? Does it feel good? Not that far. Can I have any amen? I mean, <laughs> but again, why go there with words? Now see, you can get legalistic with it, but this is something funny. I'd rather be legalistic about air and outside of the word of God than I would not. Because we have those verses, which are great and profound verses, which says death and life are in the power of the tongue. Just prompted what you don't know. Well, you know, as I get older, I just can't remember what like I used to. Says who? Well, you know, that's what they say. I got Timers disease. Don't you, don't go there. Now, guys, I love my kids. I hated it when they were little and they were battling self-confidence and rejection from people. When we moved to Georgia, Sarah Beth was 10 years old. Sarah Beth stood, gosh, Sarah Beth was about this tall, 10 years old, and she looked like she was about 12, 13. And she carried herself kind of quiet so they didn't know. So here I am, the associate pastor, new guy, and this is my daughter. Now if you don't think teenagers know how the power structure pyramid works in life, you are sadly mistaken. So I'm not the senior pastor, but I am the associate pastor bunch of those kids, man, they cozied up to Sarah Beth. Wanted to be her friend, found out she's 10. Buddy, she was dead. Now, as a good Southern man, I wanted to just go and beat the living stuffings out of about six or eight of them kids. Two should have known better. Their, their parents were on staff. I ain't got time for that. I got to be honest. In here, I had to deal with that. That was a whole lot more. That's a whole lot harder for me to deal with than other stuff. That was much more, much worse dealing than ever drinking or anything else in my life. to Forgive those kids for being mean to my daughter, and then having to look at her and saying that they're like, and have her reiterate those stupid words that they said to me. You're just a young kid. We aren't going to spend time with you. Now, guys, I'm just just an earthly father. I'm not a heavenly father that has picked you out amongst all this earth and planned your life, knew you before you were born, spoken promises and prophecies over you, and then look at you and say, what do you say? You know what you ought to say? Yes and amen. You ought to be like the Virgin Mary. And I'm going to use the Catholic term, the blessed Virgin Mary. Only a young kid like that would say, be it unto me according to your word. Amen. Whatever you say goes. I am not going to argue that. Somebody says, well, why would you talk that way? Because he tells me to. Why, why would I want to speak anything else? Now see, here's where you get in trouble with some people and you will get in trouble with some people. Jesus said, I only want... Do and say what the Father tells me. If you told somebody that, they will quite possibly kill you. Who do you think you are to say that you act and talk like the Heavenly Father? Well, all you got to do is know the Bible and speak the Bible and let the Bible dictate to you and you can look at somebody and say, "The only things I speak about are what the Father speaks to me. That's the only thing I'm going to speak." Why would you say that healing flows in your body? Why would you say you're going to live a long life? Why, why, why would you say that? Don't you know diabetes runs in the family? You you know you you're going to probably get just like everybody else. Why would you even say that? Because I speak those things Jesus says. Well, you already got diabetes. You shouldn't even be saying that. How, who do you think you are to say that? That healing power of God's at work in you. You shouldn't say that. Well, isn't that what Jesus said? He himself took my infirmities and bore my sickness and diseases. Thank God I can see. The, the, the seeing eye and the hearing ear, he has made them both. Well, I'll tell you right now, if he can make them, he can renew them and remake them. Your words dictate your life death, life, are in the power of the tongue. Now see, again, some people have problems with that because they say, well, you're just talking about, and again, I'm not saying going outside of the word of God. If God tells you and specifically speaks to you that you're gonna have a Cadillac, tell people that. But you better know that God said that. (laughs) Because to say that and not, you can make God look like a fool and yourself look like a fool. So the areas I'm talking about right now are hardcore scripture. Always that. I'll throw this out. If you say this, you're a liar. I'll just tell you right to your face. I don't have nothing to be thankful for. If you're going to heaven, that's all you need. Can I have an amen? You don't need anything else. If, If a meteor came and blew up this church right now, and we all died went to heaven. We've had a good life. Uh, Molly's not here. Sarah Beth, Beth would be gone. Luke and Laura are not here. Luke had to work last night. So they'd get all the insurance money. Can I have an amen? Okay. But me, Lisa, Sarah Beth, all y'all, we'd be in heaven. We'd be good. If all we ever get salvation, that is all we need. Amen. But why not embrace all of it that there is to embrace? That I am saved. God has redeemed me. You ought to talk like that. I mean, God has forgiven me from all sin and iniquity. I'll throw the one that gets me sometimes still, John 17. Jesus loves me as much. I mean, God the Father loves me as much as he loves Jesus. And you tell some people that? Who do you think you are? I think I am Jesus's family because He is the firstborn of many amen. brethren. Amen. I is a brethren, amen. And some of you is sistren Can I have an amen? <laughs> so if you be brethren or sisterin, you in the family. And who in here knows a good dad doesn't have favorites? He loves us all. Amen. They may be the firstborn. They may have some extra privileges, but we still love everybody. Amen. I'll throw this out: if the father who is the parallel of the father and the prodigal, is willing to run to meet you, you have so much value, you can't even imagine. Amen? In fact, you ought to look at people. Somebody says, well, who do you think you are? I'm a child of God. I am a miracle waiting to take place. I am the knowledge of God waiting to speak forth. I am healing, standing right before you. I am someone whose body is (laughs) required to obey scripture. I have the mind of Christ. I have the joy of the Lord. I'm zealous for the Lord. Jesus loves me. This I know. Well, why would you say that? Because the Bible tells me so. Can I have an amen? amen. Father, we just bow our heads and we thank you that you speak so much more greater about us than we <laughs> ever acknowledge. You have given us words of life, words of eternity, Right now as I've been preaching, my prayer is that on things not to say. Again, not to get in legalism, not to get in condemnation, but to get in correction. In the book of Revelation, in all seven churches, Jesus, our high priest, dealt with those churches and spoke strong things to them. Only one, right off the top of my head can I think of, that he did not give, if you will, rebuke. But he gave rebuke, not to just rebuke, but so that it would be repentance. And in the church of Laodicea, zealousness so that they could receive the promise of God. So if you'd say, Pastor Chris, I've been saying stuff and I shouldn't have. You know what? Just repent. Just ask God to forgive you. You know, again, I've met people, they'll look at me and say, oh, I shouldn't have said that. Listen, you're not hurting me. I'm not the one who said you can do all things through Christ. I'm not the one who said by my stripes you are healed. I'm not the one who said that I will meet all your need according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And since I didn't say that, it don't offend me when you don't say it, but it could offend someone else. And that's the Holy Spirit. So if you if you realize that's you and I, and again, one reason I'm preaching this is because I realized it was me about two, three weeks ago. And I said, I ain't even paying attention to my preaching. If you'd say, Pastor Chris, that's me. Every head bowed, every eye closed. I just encourage you right now, hold your hand up. I'm not even looking, but I want it to be an act of faith on your part. You'd say, Pastor Chris, that's me. You can put it back down. If you'd say, Pastor Chris, I look around, I see everybody. I think I know everybody, but if you'd say, Pastor Chris, I don't know Jesus as the Lord of my life, then I want to invite you to speak words that will change your life, and that is asking Jesus to be the Lord, Savior, King of your life. If that's you right now, and you'd say, Pastor Chris, I, I need to make Jesus Lord of my life, or you may say, I have done that in the past, but I need to make it fresh today. I need to do that right now. Hold your hand up if that's you you want to pray the prayer of salvation with us. Amen. And we haven't done this in a while, but I want to throw this out if if you've never been baptized in this church. And I've had somebody ask me a couple of weeks back and um, but if you'd like to be baptized in water, let me know. We want to uh, follow that. I'm just prompted for that if you need. Every head bowed, every pray this with me. Say, Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father forgive me forgive. if I've ever disagreed with you. <laughs> you know more than me because you are God and I am not you and since you say things about me I will speak what you say about me I will only speak what you say and those things you tell me not to say I ask you to put a guard on my lips that I may not sin against you in Jesus name I thank you father for every promise of God that you speak to me In Jesus' name, I am more than a conqueror through Christ who gives me strength. I am a child of God. I am the righteousness of God. I can do all things. And you do meet every need I have in Christ, in Jesus' name. And everybody says amen. 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 I I challenge you, and I I challenged everybody the other week, but I I challenged, you know, um, if I say something out of sorts, that that you could look at scripture and say, that's not scripture, uh, remind me, please. I I don't want to speak, that's like we we were talking about something about the church. And I mean for months now, months, I've said, well, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. You'll never hear those words come out of my mouth again, because that's where that verse spoke to me, changed my heart. The Holy Spirit knows everything and will lead me in the way which I shall go, and He will show me things to come. I may not know, but I'm not going to talk about what I don't know. I'm going to talk about what I do know. What I do know is the Holy Spirit knows and is leading me into that truth. Amen. 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 Give me a better amen. Amen. From just the right. right. Give me a better amen on this section, except for that section. Amen. Amen. Karen, Karen you having to carry the whole church, praise <laughs> God. Karen and Jim and Annalee, and amen. God bless y'all. All uh, a couple things before we get ready to dismiss. Uh, you're invited to stay for lunch. We'd love to have you. Um, again, second Saturday, prayer is at 5 next this coming Saturday. Uh, during that time, uh, after, right after prayer, uh, when prayer's over, probably around 6, a little bit after, uh, we're just going to go out to eat if you want to go out to eat, uh, just for fellowship, so 5 o'clock. Uh, next Sunday, we're going to do a, uh, a portion of our service, and we're just going to honor all of our workers, and uh, thank you for everybody who does something. Um, I remember during 2020, 2021, especially during all that you know COVID nonsense right there, where everything was shut down. And I got to be honest. Let's be honest. We all kind of enjoyed it when it was first shut down. Let's just be honest. Can I have an amen? We all did. Everybody I know, they're like, I really. Is nice, okay. You know, traffic was nice and all that. Um, but it was kind of hectic here. And you know, the sound and video guys always you know, made it work. And uh, thank you all so much. But we want to honor that. But next Sunday, too, after service, for our ushers and greeters, and if you're security, I'd, I'd encourage the security to be here, too. Uh, we're going to have a meeting with our ushers, greeters, and security right after service. And we'll be doing lunch and um, uh, having some lunch here. So I wanna make sure that you uh, are here with that, if you can, if you can't be here, please let um, Greg or Karen or Chris Hanby know so that we can uh, just uh, coordinate. Uh, I I want us to up our game so immensely. Um, After going to a funeral a couple months back, I was so blessed by that church and um, so uh, frustrated uh, with us. Uh, they, their, their, their spirit of excellence to just bless people, engage people, connect with people was so beyond. It was just, it was almost annoying. Can I have an amen? If you got me, it got my drift. They just went way beyond and um, I really want to make sure that we, we never follow that. Uh, Molly actually told me that a couple of churches she's visited in Nashville, she said she went to one, she said one of them was a big church, about 600 people. She said, not one person and the whole congregation greeted her greeters, ushers, nobody, except the senior pastor and his wife. Well, everybody expects them two people to do it. And so that's something we're always going to make sure we can give diligence to. So if you see somebody you don't know, I don't care if they've been here for 20 years, go hug them, go talk to them, meet them. And if they've been here 20 years, we really don't know who they are because we've only been here 11. Can I have an amen? Okay. So, so please point them out to me because we don't know who they are. But um, but we always wanna be engaged with that. So that is, uh, well, is there any other announcements I'm missing? I uh, know we have a uh, Wednesday night. Women had a great women's day yesterday. Uh, great, great time, amen, amen. And uh, that's the first Saturday of each month. Harvest Festival, oh yeah, October 28th, we'll be doing our Harvest Festival like we do uh, yearly. If it rains on that Saturday night, we're doing it on Saturday night before Sunday morning. And some people would say, well, that's kinda tiring. Uh, Grow up. Can I have an amen? I promise you, if there was a good movie you wanted to watch, you'd stay up. If the Braves are playing, because we're getting into playoff season, now's when I start watching. If it's a playoff game, I'm watching. So, anyway, but it's from 7 to 9. We'll be doing fireworks. Uh, Rain day will be Sunday night. So, if it rains Saturday night, we'll do it Sunday night. If it rains Sunday night, we'll do it next year. Can I have an amen? Okay. Uh, That's the way that works. So, uh, we got corn dogs and s'mores and a lot of things. So want to encourage you to um, <clears throat> put that on your calendar. Anything else, David? Am I missing anything? Did you shake your head? Okay, I'm good. Okay, stand up with me if you will. Oh, first, oh, that's just that's, that's today. And uh, we're going to start calling this the First Sunday Social. Okay. That has a kind of an old flair to it, um, but at least it, it gives the point across. So it's a social. So, today is going to be the BBQ social. Next month is going to be the rib social. No, it ain't. No, it ain't. No, it ain't. That's just me speaking out of my heart, praying and wishing. I, even, I think next month's um, soup or chili or something I don't know. But if anybody feels led for the rib social and you're going to cook the ribs, mmm. Okay, we're talking in a minute. Okay, praise God. I mean, I, I don't want you to bite off more than you can chew, but. Because I know there's a few in here who can chew off more than they should bite. Can I have an amen, okay? So, i uh... <coughs> not going to name names. Eli. Can I have an amen? Okay, praise God. Oh, my God. Did I say that? Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. You know, oh, we are, oh, we're talking later. We, we catching up, baby. Amen. <laughs> Stretch forth your hands. Father, we ask you right now that your face shine upon us. Your graciousness be made known to us. Father, we thank you that you uh, direct our paths, lead our ways. Father, help us speak the word of God in our life, in our family's life, in our church life, in our nation's life, in every area, Father. Help us be the establishing witness of the word of God to every onslaught of the enemy and be just like Jesus, it is written. So, Father, we thank you in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, that this food is blessed and sanctified. Nourishing to our bodies. Bless those that have fixed it. And give us a great day. Thank you, Father, for a great life. Thank you, Father, that you meet every need. And thank God this is going to be the greatest week we've ever had. In Jesus' name. And everybody says? Amen. 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 Give the Lord a good hand clap. Pastor Chris, what do we do? Sir? Sir? Go out this door in the middle. All right, we're going to turn the lights down a little bit, make it a little bit cooler. Go out the center door and get you something to eat. And bless you.